Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I know it's been a while since I uploaded one of these, and I know that I said I would keep these going, but I kept forgetting to post a new episode. I'm sorry about that, but I'm back now, and I've been feeling in the Christmas spirit, so I thought since it's practically the holiday season, might as well start the podcast back up. So in this episode, I will be going over all the Christmas traditions that go on in Sweden. So without further ado... Let's get to today's episode of Christmas Around the World. Okay, before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to all you guys. Last Christmas was such a wonderful time doing this podcast and having my Christmas Instagram page. Which, if you want to check it out, it's Christmas Hound 98 I've been trying to figure out a better name for it. But, if y'all have any suggestions, feel free to tell me, to message me on Instagram. But, yeah, the website I'm looking at is called whychristmas.com. That's where I get all this information from. So, I will be reading parts of this from the website, and hopefully I get it all right. If I don't, feel free to tell me, uh, feel free to message me on Instagram. I don't know why I keep saying feel free to comment, but yeah, so let's just get into this. So, Christmas in Sweden. Around Christmas time in Sweden, one of the biggest celebrations is St. Lucia Day, or St. Lucy's Day on December 13th. The celebration comes from stories that were told by monks who first brought Christianity to Sweden. So, I'm a big... Well, I just gotta say this. I'm, I'm a Christian myself, so every... Whenever, well, Christmas is a big thing for me. But it can be a big thing for anybody that's not Christian either. But, uh, but we just celebrate it a different way. But, yeah, so I'm, I really like hearing, like, how Christianity is portrayed in different countries how they celebrate the holidays like we do. But St. Lucia was a young Christian girl who was was m- martyred, killed for her faith in 304. I like I said I don't know if this is right. Feel free to tell me, let me know. The most common story told about St. Lucia is that she would secretly bring food to the persecuted Christians in Rome who lived in hiding in the catacombs under the city. That's really cool. Uh, that she, yeah, that's really cool. About the catacombs under the city, I know Paris has catacombs, and I would sometime like to go to the Paris catacombs. But, 
probably never will. Um, she would wear candles on her head. Seems like a fire hazard, but... So she had both her hands free to carry things. Lucy means light, so this is a very appropriate name. Yeah, that is a very appropriate name. Name. So... Yeah, she... Oh, so she secretly... Because uh, Christians was persecuted in Rome. I, I've heard of that before, but I've never done research on it. So, but it's really interesting seeing all about all this. December 13th was also the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Well, here the winter solstice is on December 21st, so that's neat. The shortest day of the year in the old Julian calendar. Oh, the, the old calendar. And a pagan festival of lights in Sweden was turned into St. Lucia Day. I've, uh, I've seen uh, pictures of, like, Festival of Lights. I don't know where it is, but I've seen pictures of it before. I've seen pictures of different countries doing, like, a Festival of Lights. St. Lucia Day is now celebrated by a girl dressing in a white dress with a red sash around her around her waist and a crown of candles on her head. Small children use electric candles, but from about 12 years old, real candles are often used. So that's really neat seeing how, I mean, it's always really cool. And that That's the good thing about this podcast. I'm learning the same way y'all learning, or if y'all are Swedish, yeah, I'm I'm learning it too. I like learning how different countries celebrate Christmas. So, or if it's not even Christmas, if it's a different holiday. So, the crowns. The crown is made of lingonberry branches, I hope I said that right, I probably didn't, which are evergreen and symbolizes new life in winter. So, most of the stuff that they do in Sweden on Christmas are symbol symbolizing something. Schools normally have their own St. Lucia in some town and villages, also choose a girl to play St. Lucia in a procession where carols are sung. A national Lucia is also chosen. Lucias also visit hospitals and old people home singing a song about St. Lucia and handing out pepper cocker. I, I know I didn't say that right, but I done my best. Ginger, uh, which are ginger snapper biscuits. Small children sometimes like dressing up as Lucia with the help of their parents. Also, boys might dress up as, uh, 
I'm not even gonna try pronouncing that because I don't wanna uh I don't wanna like butcher the pronunciation of that word, but it means straw boys. And girls might be Well, I'm not gonna say that because I don't wanna I don't wanna butcher the language. Uh like Lucia but without the candles. A popular food eaten at St. Lucia's Day are Lucicots, St. Lucia's Day buns flavored with saffron and dotted with raisins, which are eaten for breakfast. That, that sounds really good. Always like trying new recipes from different countries too, so that might be something to try. St. Lucia Day first became widely celebrated in Sweden in the late 1700s. St. Lucia Day is also celebrated in Denmark, Norway, Finland, Bosnia, and Croatia. I know I've done a podcast on Norway and Finland. I'm pretty sure I... Now that I'm thinking back, I sort of remember them having that same festival, that same uh, celebration. In Denmark, it is more of a children's day, and in some parts of Italy, children are told that St. Lucy brings them presents. They leave out a sandwich for her and the donkey that helps carry the gifts. So it's like us leaving milk and cookies out for Santa. On the first Sunday of Advent, called Forsta Advent, I'm probably mispronounced that, many Swedes will put their Advent candles and or an Advent star in windows of their homes. Traditionally, the Advent candle are four candles set in a box which is decorated with greenery. One One candle is lit on each Sunday during Advent. This custom came from uh, the German Advent wreath. Well, I I definitely remember in the German, uh, the Christmas in Germany uh, episode, I remember learning about the Advent wreaths. Often now, an electric stepped candle display is used Now, an electric stepped candle display is used instead of real candles, so it's much safer. Advent stars were first made in the 1930s from red papers. The stars normally have seven or sometimes nine points and are about 30 to 45 centimeters, 12 to 18 inches across. They have holes in them and and a light is put in them, now a safe electric one, so the light shines out. Yeah, uh, there might be a fire hazard, uh, but, yeah. I remember learning about in school one day, uh, well, back in, I think either elementary school or middle school, but I don't really remember much about it, but I remember 
and I learned about it from reading stuff online, that back then when they didn't have Christmas lights and they wanted to decorate the tree, they would decorate the tree with candles and then, but that became a fire hazard. So they stopped doing that when lights came along. Okay, where was I? Uh, these stars are, are hung in a window to remind people that the wise man followed a star to find Jesus in the Christmas story. Uh, I've always liked the, that Christmas story. But, uh, yeah, I always liked that Christmas story. And me and my family set up, like, a bunch of mangers every year. Because it's part of our religion, so. These stores are often now white and might be made of straw, wood, or metal, as well as paper. Christmas Eve is also very important in Sweden. This is when the main meal, well, really a feast, is eaten. This is often a jewel board, which it. Well, I hope I said that right. I remember learning about jewel board and I know I keep saying this, but in another one of the podcasts I did last year, I remember learning about this. Which is a buffet eaten at lunchtime. Cold fish is important on jewel board. There is often herring, served in many different ways. Gravlax, which I, I haven't heard of. Salmon, which has been cured in sugar, salt, and dill, and smoked salmon. I have heard of smoked salmon. Other dishes on the jewel board might include cold meat, including turkey, roast beef, jewel skinka, a Christmas ham, cheeses, liver plate, wait, no, liver pate, wait. Is that how you say it? Liver pate? I'm saying it like that. Salads, pickles, and different types of bread and butter or mayonnaise. There will also be warm savory food including meatballs, prince scores. I I know I'm butchering this language, but I hope I'm at least getting close. I'm probably no, I'm most definitely am not getting close. But, I hope I am. Uh, Caldermore? Like I said, I'm butchering this language properly. I'm sorry. Jellied pig's feet. Ludfisk, a dried cod served with a thick white sauce and oven roasted pork rib. I'm not even going to pronounce the word that it's a saying. Vegetables such as potatoes and red cabbage will also be served. Another potato dish is Jansen's Crestels matchstick potatoes layered with cream, onions, and European sprats, a small fish that is baked to a golden brown. There's also dop. Oh, wait. Dop, 
egretin, which is a bread which is bread that is dipped in the broth and juices that are leftovers after boiling the ham. That actually sounds really good. The dessert of the jewel board get into my favorite favorite food of Christmas, which is the dessert. Okay. The desserts of the jewel board might be a selection of sweet pastries, some more peppercocker biscuits, and some homemade sweets. And to wash all the food down, you can have some glog, which is sweet, more wine, and some coffee to finish off the meal. I've actually never had more, more wine before. I've had coffee before, but not the more wine. I would really like to try it sometime. Maybe sometime soon? Maybe? I don't know. Another popular food at Christmas in at Christmas in Sweden is rice porridge that that's eaten with hollandsilt, raspberry jam, or sprinkled with some cinnamon. I'm gonna try to say this word that rice por porridge that was eaten with that hollandsilt. Rizgringa. Did I say it right? I hope I did, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. If there is any risen risgringrot left over, when it's cold, it can be mixed with whipped cream and eaten with a warm fruit sauce. This is called risalamata and sounds rather yummy. Presents are normally exchanged on Christmas Eve. People often go to church early on Christmas morning. Yeah, so, like, here. Well, presents aren't, aren't normally exchanged on Christmas Eve here. If you have, like, family over, you exchange on Christmas Eve. Or, if they can come for Christmas Day, you exchange the presents there. I normally open, my family normally opens gifts on Christmas Day. But I can see why people would open them on Christmas Eve, but my family just likes open. It's just part of our heritage to, well, I wouldn't say heritage, it's, we just always have done it on Christmas Day. I normally, uh, my family normally gets up at about 4 or 5. 5 a.m. on Christmas morning, and we open the Christmas presents there, because we've always done that, and I just feel it's right to just do what you know. Another popu popular and important thing that many Swedish people do on Christmas Eve afternoon is to watch Donald Duck. Well, that was... That is a... never heard about that tradition. But every year since 1959, at 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve, the TV station TV1 shows the Disney special from 
uh, Disney special from all of us to all of you, or in Swedish, it's Kala Inka. Oh, okay, I'm not going to read the rest because I don't want to butcher the language even more than I have. Meaning Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas. About 40 to 50% of the Swedish population stop to watch it. Like the neighbor in Finland, there was a traditional belief in the in Sweden that a Yule goat. I remember reading about the Yule goat for the Finland episode. Was connected with the midwinter festival. In Sweden, it was thought to be an invisible spirit that looked looked on and made sure all the preparations were going well. Between Christmas and the New Year, men would sometimes dress as goats and go from house to house singing songs and playing tricks. This is known as Yule Bjorking. Now the goat is mainly seen as a straw ornament which guards the house and Christmas tree. Well, that that is a really neat idea and a really cool thing to do because it's like having a guardian watching over your family and watching over your happiness and the Christmas tree. Straw is used as a decoration in homes to remind them that Jesus was born in a manger. Christmas tree decorations that are made of straw are also very popular. In the city of Gavla, a huge straw goat is built every year for the start of Advent. It's 13 meters, uh, 43 feet tall, and it takes and takes two days to put up. It has a large metal structure on the inside and is covered with straw. The tradition started in 1966. The first Gavle Yule Goat was burnt down on New Year's Eve 1966 and ever since it's been the target for vandals in its 50 years of history it only survived through out the Christmas and New Year period about 12 times. In 2016, its 50th year, it was burned down in less than two days. I don't get why. Like, you put up something nice and then people are like, we need to destroy it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the picture of the straw goat and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, the, out of work it put in and then to just have somebody burn it down that would suck in Sweden presents are brought by Santa who's known as Jotamti uh, I know I'm butchering the language or by the Tomti Christmas gnomes so instead of elves so instead of elves Elves, it's gnomes. Tomti are also sometimes called Nissa. Nissa? Male elves or gnomes or Nisor. Female gnomes or elves. 
The secret Santa way of giving gifts might have also started in Sweden with a custom called uh, Juklop. Well, me and my family, when we get together for Christmas, we usually have the secret Santa. Have a secret. I know a bunch of families probably have uh, where they play secret Santa every year. But that's become a staple for Christmas and my family. We play Secret Santa, Santa every year. Which Jew Klopp means Christmas knock. Several hundred years ago, there was a tradition where you would knock on the door of a friend or neighbor and leave a small gift often made from straw or wood, behind on the doorstep. The gift would have a little motto, motto, riddle, uh, little motto or riddle with it to help people work out who had left the gift. So it's like a scavenger hunt or a sort of guess who type of situation. That seems really fun. The end of Christmas in Sweden is on January 13th, 20 days after Christmas, which is called, um, can't pronounce that, but 20th day nut, or 20th day Yule, and is named after a Danish prince called Knute Lavor. Um, let me try pronouncing them this um Jugandag Nut Nut I hope I'm saying that right. I know I keep saying that but I just don't wanna butcher a language. I I sort of wanna learn Sweden Swedish sometime. I like learn I wanna learn more languages. It's traditional that the Christmas tree is taken down and leftover cookies and sweets are and leftover cookies and sweets are eaten. In Swedish, Happy or Merry Christmas is a god Jule. In North Sami, spoken in northern parts of Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia, it's Björet Jule. I really hope I said that right, but yeah, that's all I have for today's episode. Uh, like I said throughout this video, I really enjoy what, uh, looking and learning about all the different, all the different traditions and what other countries do because do for Christmas because. I mean, it's just weird how much similar, but how much is different, and I really like that, and most of it is just really wholesome of what they do, what they do for Christmas, and yeah, but if y'all want to message me about, like, 
if I got something wrong, or if y'all wanna teach me, like, Swedish, or something like that, because I know I butchered this, butchered the Swedish in this, because I'm not Swedish, and I don't know Swedish, so I know I butchered it, but I wanted to give it a try. So, if y'all wanna just tell me that y'all liking the podcast, or if y'all not liking and y'all, y'all wanna tell me how I can do better with the podcast, let me know by messaging me on Instagram, which my Instagram is christmashound98, and if y'all have any suggestions on names I should put, change my Christmas page to, let me know, because I'm looking for suggestions. But, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy, and I will try to get another episode out as soon as I can, if I remember to do so, and... I want them to try to do more podcasts throughout the next year. Just have a Christmas, like, just have a whole year of Christmas. Because I think we all need that after last year. And I know this year is sort of getting better. But it's still, it's still bad. And we all could use a little Christmas spirit and some joy in our life. So, yeah, I'll try to remember to do that. But I guess that this is where I will end off. I hope y'all enjoyed. If y'all did, well, there's not... It's not YouTube where you can like it. But yeah, I hope I become your new favorite podcast to come to for this information. But yeah, I will leave the the link to the website if you want to learn about all the, uh, all the country's celebration throughout Christmas. I will leave it down in the, in the, below, I will leave it below this video, so I hope y'all enjoy.